Hey everyone, we're excited to promote the upcoming Kickstarter from Mage Hand Press. Dark Matter is a rip-roaring futuristic campaign setting which lets you play D&D in space without learning a new system. On July 29th, they are kickstarting the Dark Matter Starters Kit, which includes everything you need to play, including a new adventure. We will be streaming a preview of this adventure tonight, July 20th at 7pm Eastern Daylight Time. Join us at twitch.tv slash dndrawpodcast. If you aren't able to catch the stream or the video demand after, rest assured we will be sharing the edited adventure here on our podcast feed on August 3rd. Please follow at Magehand Press on Twitter and visit their website mfov.magehandpress.com for the latest information. If you ever wanted to take part in an epic sci-fi adventure, you can try out the demo for free now. Just visit darkmatter.magehandpress.com slash demo. In the meantime, now please remember to do your part to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes. Cover your coughs and sneezes. If you don't feel well, monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Social distancing is key, so please stay home. Looking for a social outlet? You can also send letters to Leuven at dm at dndraw.com right now. Also, there's a link in the description to our Discord server, where we love to hang out and chat with listeners. We are glad that we can stay connected in these times. We also hope our characters' adventures provide a fun gateway and are glad you are joining us on the journey. And we especially want to thank our Adventurer tier and above patrons for their support this month. So thank you, a Linux fan, Feral Joe, Grimfuse, Naked and Afraid, Mosiru, Shosuru Ajo, Mike C, Jeremy Kleinhans, Ryan Rea Vermet, and William McCracken. If you enjoy the adventures of our characters in Ostia and our show about the rules for 5th edition, you too can support us on Patreon. For just $1 a month, you can get exclusive content and updates. Higher tiers get DMs notes, bloopers from our episodes, and to add an item or NPC to a D&D our episode. We are especially grateful to our producer tier patrons who listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to Christopher Reinert for serving as a producer on this episode. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. For those of you who have been following serviceable plots from the beginning, you have seen how Giuseppe's character Valen has evolved from episode one until now, when he returned from his solo journey. This episode is the last that Valen appears in, and we hope you enjoy the end of his story. We want to thank Giuseppe for his time on the podcast. Next week will be Rumble Squad, episode 34. Join us now for Serviceable Plots, episode 48, The Book of Lies. And with me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Bethany, and I'll be playing Belinda Walsingham, the half-elf awakened mystic. Hi, this is Adam, and I will be playing Akiva Kanchu, the Shadarak High Hexblade Warlock. Hi, I'm Jane, and I'm playing Nissa Turin, the gnome arcane trickster rogue. Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm playing Scribner Shannon Whitecliffe, the human rogue fighter. Hi, I'm Giuseppe, and I'll be playing Valen Blackwater, an Azimar monk paladin.
Last time, the party faced the challenges that the Dark Palace of Tenebris had to offer. They navigated the maze-like staircase, defeated some Deathlock guards, and made it to a portal room that took them straight to the library. After nearly being found out, the party arrived at a sort of treasure room beside the library, where they learned the true name of Umbra was Jedarai Zamiar, found some fancy boots of Eshenai for Valen, discovered a memory of Tenebris himself, and found the second piece of the Life's Blade. Though Scriv was captured within a mirror, the party was able to free him while making sure to destroy the other demons that were captured within, before they began to search the now empty library. So, currently, it is just quiet. I think... Perception checks first, please. Can I have a perception? Yeah, anyone who wants to perception can do so. 22. 11. 23. 18. Oh. Scriv, Valen, and Belinda, you are very certain there is no one in this library right now. You don't hear the sound of any moving feet anywhere. I'll point out the scorch marks. Um, I think they must have a precaution where if they think the library's been invaded, they burn everything. Because the books are protected magically. Smart. It is a good thing we did not hide in here. It is a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. I would like to begin making my way towards the door with the big book. So you guys are going to the big book. That seems very important first. I'd like to uh, start barricading at least the physical doors. While there's no one in here with us. All of the doors? How many are there? There's three, but they're also very, very big doors. Oh, right. You don't have enough stuff to barricade all three doors. If I can just put a, a table or a desk or something in front of like where the doors would open, we'll at least hear that something's coming in. You have enough that you can do that to each of the doors. Sweet. I will assist him because I'm not documentation people. They're going to be busy for a little bit. So you guys go up to the, the big book. It is four feet tall and three feet wide. Intricate looking. Nothing on the cover. I open the big, intricate-looking book. You see names. What kind of names? All sorts of names. Can I flip through it to find my own name? Is it in there? You start flipping through it. It is very heavy. It will take you a long time to flip through to the bees. Can I say my name to the book? The book flies across the pages as you say Belinda Walsingham. You see a single name. Belinda Walsingham, and then a bunch of sentences says, I agree. It's great to see you. Bunch of other sentences. Work has been very boring. It was a dead end. A bunch more sentences. I would love to spend more time with the ladies from the office. Bunch more sentences. We would love to join your cult. (laughs) (laughs) I think these might be lies I've told, most of which seem to be boring pleasantries. How sad. Me, me, me. Akiva Kanchu. See a few lies. There's not a lot on this page. Are they mostly about watermelon seeds? More recently, you see, I would like to join your death cult. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to be a deathlock. My name is Amdam, and I'm here to buy watermelon seeds. (laughs) My name is Bistan. We were following you because we were interested in you as constructs. So a book of lies. Who should we look up? Jack Whitecliffe. It flips through. There is almost nothing written there. We met on an archaeological dig. This is my son, Shannon Whitecliffe. The what? There's a few others here and there of just, you shouldn't worry about this. A lot of you shouldn't worry about this. Oh, we know where Belinda gets it from now. But there's not a lot. Seems 
in a weird way, very similar to Belinda's page where there's just not a lot. But there's a few phrases. Because we're very honest people, obviously. I will file away the one notable lie and then go back to trying to figure out which are the important books we need to take. Shannon Whitecliff. You turn to Shannon Whitecliff. You don't see anything. What? I double take on the book. Are you? What? I, re- I repeat it. Shannon Whitecliff. The book does not move. You've lied once in your life at least, right, Scriv? Wait, you had to. We've- As soon as you say Scriv, the book flips. I'm looking for my friend Isaac. He just got married. I love art. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's wrong. And yet, there's something odd about it, Scriv, because you can- You have a very good memory. Yeah. Some of those phrases are probably only after you decided to start calling yourself Scriv. And yet- also, the lies seem to stop shortly after you left Orenthal as well. There doesn't seem to be any lies after that. I need to think about this. Well, I don't blame you for having an existential crisis, but is there anything we can actually get from this? Anyone we're trying to figure out? I have one more thing. It might be dangerous-ish for me, specifically. Shadarai. The book does not move. Maybe it's only for mortals. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, we're good. You want to look of Salvador? It flips. You see several Salvadors. Salvador Duststone. It then flips a few more times. Hope he's still alive. It says various things of, you wouldn't be interested in what they're up to. Oh, that's of no importance. I have no idea what you're talking about. A more recent one. I'm the only one here. I know nothing about Whispered Ones. That would be very difficult to obtain. And the very last one that is written on the page right now As with all my clients, my discretion will be entrusted to you. However, you don't see anything like that anywhere else on the page. I wish I could take this book. Scriv, I'm I'm not going to push you, so if you don't want to, but if we can't take this with us... By the way, um, when you say Scriv, it does flip to Scriv. (laughs) Man, that book likes to eavesdrop. Do you want to look up anything your mom told you? Only because this is the only chance. If you don't, I would understand. I think we all would. In for a penny, in for a pound. Jane Whitecliff. The book does not move. Okay, then. Can I stop what I'm doing and go over and give him a hug? What about Mavic Thule? The book flips to Mavic Thule. There's not a lot, but there's a few things of, oh, I need your help to accomplish this. And several other things along those lines. A few things of, this will be easy for you. There's almost no threat to you. I'll protect you. <gasps> oh, it's getting worse. A few other things along those lines. That guy a lot. Yeah. What's the name of the cleric? Darvin Nathandum. The book flips open to a page and you see Darvin Nathandum at the top and there is nothing listed. <laughs> Didn't send us to our deaths knowingly. That's all that matters. <laughs> what a stand-up guy. Unless it's not his real name. Oliver Ashglade. Flips open. You see a few of the lies he told you about initially why he's coming to Orenthal. Early on, higher up, it says... My name is Zolus. Only happens a few times early on. Not a lot of lies here either. It flips through to Zolus. There are lies and lies and lies and lies and lies. More than there should be for one person. You all know he's not the first Zolus. Well, I'd love to stand here all day and look people up. I'm sure it's a fascinating study, but I think we should probably get on with our task. Do we have everything we need? More than enough. You guys are currently in the library. It's been over an hour since you left Darwin and the group. 
and the entertainment room. So you guys are searching the various tomes. Is there anything specific you're looking for amongst the tomes? Deities. You're looking for deity stuff. Are you okay if I just take a, uh, an hour or so to just wait a little bit to recover from some magical energy? We could go in shifts that way. We can all help, but also I could use a break too. And I want to figure these boots out. I took a power nap in the mirror. I'll be good to go for a bit. Akiva, you are taking a short rest? Yeah. Uh, Valen, are you attuning to the boots? Yeah, you know what? I sure as heck I have to try, don't I? They are called boots of deadly leaping. Yeah, so these are boots of kicking, was I right? Boots of deadly leaping. Yeah, so I'm looking for deities to the exclusion of basically everything else. Nissa. I'm going to help with looking through the books. I would have asked probably Belinda and Scriv, like, for anything specific to look for. Uh, the question of what's going on with the deities? Has it happened before? If it has, how could it be solved? If it hasn't happened before, what are theories? Really anything related to absent deities or any of the deities that are absent. And keep an eye out for the Zamyar dynasty. I'll look out for those things. You can. I vote we split up uh, and just do a high level scan right now. If you find a book that seems important, bring it to one of us and we'll put it in our bag. Scriv, is th- what are you looking for specifically or? The Zumyar Empire. You're focused on the Zumyar Empire. Investigation checks from everyone. 16. Natural 20, 26. 26. Could I have given the bag of holding to Nissa so she could put things in it? Because I realize Scriv and I have our bags, but Nissa doesn't have a good, like, depository. Thank you. Scriv, you're having a bit of trouble. There are a lot of books. Uh, you're going through, you're having a hard time finding anything about the Zumyar dynasty. You're finding plenty of stuff on, on the history and on various uh, time periods, but you're not finding anything on the Zumyar dynasty. Disappointing. But I assume you take whatever is it nailed down that's tangentially related at least or interesting. Yeah. Belinda and Nissa, you are going through, you're finding a few books that start to point you in some directions. You keep looking, you keep looking, you find a few other books. Belinda, you are able to find a couple of books, thick tomes. Um, it will take you a while to get through them, but it seems to be one is called The Sacred Days of Law. Oh, I like everything in that title. <laughs> which, quick glimpse at it, it seems to talk about the various deities of law and then Adar as the original god of law. You find another book called The Prime, which is a discussion of the original four deities. You get a little bit of glimpse. It seems to be like a progression of them, what they represented, and then what caused the split amongst them to eventually go into the gods that are today. There is one book you see the name Zamyar. It is a book called When the High Fall. It's a theory on how the time period of the giants and the dragons actually came to an end, and a reference to a Zamyar dynasty. You also find a book you see a book titled The Shadows of Stars. Theories on the creation of the universe and where the gods came from. You've noticed other ones that reference uh, earlier material and you find earlier ones and earlier ones and earlier ones. So you find basically some of the prime sources, it seems. You guys were successful in finding. We haven't come across any of the missing library books, right? Or duplicates of any of those titles? No. Okay. I assume not. It's not like they would have popped in here, but. Finally, Nissa, there was another book that caught your eye, especially with the knowledge that you have of the voice of the Whispered Ones being Nalzian, there's a book called The Lost World of the Dead that seems to reference things within 
The Shadowfell. A couple of references to Darakul. That could be of interest. These are the things you guys start to find and realize, okay, this might be important. This might be important. This might be important. Meet up, compare notes, determine if we should continue along these searches or focus on something else. Well, our charge from Darwin was pretty vague. By about this point, there's a little clatter by the entrance. Oh, boy. I think we should go through this door. It calls to me. (laughs) You know what? I'm done with that idea. So you guys heading towards the door that was at the far room by the Book of Lies? Yes. So you guys shift the table away from that door, and it is also locked. However, you've rolled enough thieves tools checks. You know the locks. You're able to get through. You open the door to this room and find a small room. Several bookshelves line the walls with two bone chairs facing a large obsidian desk and a large obsidian chair on the opposite side with a skull and spinal column symbol on it. Several tomes lie across the desk with many quills, parchments, and even a few maps it looks like. You see a obsidian statuette of Tenebris, it seems, behind the chair. And initially it seems to almost tower above you. For reference, am I the only one who's seen Tenebris before? Yep. I'll say, that is a statue of Tenebris. You notice a small ornate hand mirror on the desk and a fine black silk shroud that's hung up on the wall behind it. A shroud that's just like hung up like you hang up a cloak? Yeah. I'm gonna get that shroud. You guys are going up and doing this? Wait, how big is the shroud? Is it a human-sized shroud? Human-sized. Not a demon lord-sized shroud? No. Okay, cool. That that seems relevant. Okay. There's stuff just sitting on the desk we could just go look at, right? Yeah. I'd like to look over the maps and documentation. Belinda and Scriv are looking at the stuff on the desk? Yes. Uh, Kiva, what are you doing? The mirror. <laughs> You're going to go pick up the hand mirror? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nissa, what are you doing? Uh, I'd want to go to the desk, but maybe look through drawers if there are any, or hidden. There are several drawers. Excellent. You want to look all throughout, so roll an investigation check for me. And Belinda, Scriv, investigation. I will help. Thank you, Scriv. Valen, what are you doing? We'll go check out that shroud, first of all. And then I'm just going to just gonna wander around and check things on the walls. Valen, first make an arcana check and then an investigation check. We've uh, closed the door behind us, just to clarify. We'll do the investigation checks of the stuff on the desk first. 24. And then what was the investigation check of the desk? Nine. Lots of papers and quills. Belinda is Mariel stuff. <laughs> and then, Valen, what was your inv- arcana check? was an eight. It's a nice shroud. Looks fine silk. Uh, what was your investigation check as you're searching kind of the walls and all that? Yep, natural 20, so a 21. So I will resolve... The stuff on the desk first. You're like, I know mirrors can take me inside. I don't want it. I'm at least approaching it cautiously. I'm going to look at it before I touch it. So you guys are searching the desk. Akiva is very slowly approaching the desk and cautiously going to look at this hand mirror. So I will resolve that in a moment. Nissa, you're not able to really find anything of note. Belinda, searching through uh, the various papers, what languages do you speak? I speak Celestial, Common, Dwarvish, Elvish, and Sylvan. If it's not one of those, I will wave whatever it is around the room to the other. Uh, One of the books is Sylvan. There's several of the papers seem to be written in another language. Uh, Valen will be able to help you with that because it is abyssal. Ah, okay. You can tell because it's really angry. The other books Griv can help you with overall because there's a lot of it written in Draconic. Excellent. Language of Dragons, always good to have in your back pocket. 
The one that's written in Draconic is a book called Elder Days. It seems to be discussing the time period in which the dragons had empires. And there's a brief snippet talking about this small little elven community that was growing. Uh, the one written in Sylvan is called The Reach of Those Currently Beyond Us. And that one has lots of little circles and notations to various papers around it. I take it all and I stuff it in my documentation bag. Um, the one thing that catches your eye, Belinda, looks like a map of Nabrasil, but none of the kingdoms seem to be on it. There are, however, locations circled, and with the help of Valen, who speaks Abyssal, there's a few that have like an X over it that says nothing here, and then several questions of what did Adar do? Where is he hiding? What did he erase? I will take these things. Thank Valen for the translation. I'll say I will study these in detail later. Uh, the book, The Reach of Those Currently On, just as you're cycling through it, it's not just written in Sylvan. It's written in a lot of different languages. Okay. This will require further study. Uh, Valen, as you're investigating, there are several books that do not have titles along the walls. There's nothing particular of interest on the walls themselves. That statuette that's behind, even though it looked super imposing, is actually only three feet tall. We'll take it too. So on close inspection, this is an obsidian statue, three feet tall, and you see little gold fittings and inlay all around it. Gold, you say? Hmm. Into the bag of holding, apparently it goes. <laughs> yeah. One thing that kind of catches your eye, Valen, of these all these various books is uh, a book titled The Book of Blood. And a brief look at it, it is written in Abyssal, and it seems to be from the perspective of demons on the Blood War. Okay, yeah. Little historical treatise, yes. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take that. So you guys are taking the various maps, the various papers on the desk. As you kind of are shifting things over, Belinda, you notice the top of the desk... You tapped it slightly and it's hollow. Nissa, do you know anything about hollow desks? Do I ever? Can I go check out the hollow bit? I will allow you another investigation check with advantage. I'm going to get Adam's thing as, as Nissa's doing this, but... 14. Because it is pointed out, you are able to find a little locking mechanism. You can attempt to disarm it. I will attempt to do so. So, Thieves Tools check. So, 27. Pull it up and you notice uh, a small black box that is... Underneath the top of the desk, taking it out. It's not locked. It's not, uh, there's you know, just no traps. You open it up and you notice a small amulet made of silver with runes carved all along it um, and a black satin cord. You also notice a small uh, bag beside it, like a coin purse. I assume you look through that. Look through it and then show it to Belinda and Scrove. Um, there are 500 platinum pieces. In <laughs> So Akiva. Yes. So you kind of come up cautiously as everybody's doing it. Take a look at a distance from the mirror. Closer. I would voice the concern. Should I pick this up? If you don't, I'm going to. I pick it up. Okay, so Akiva goes to pick it up slowly. You see yourself in the reflection. Hello. It says, it seems you have found your way to my domain, Akiva. No worries. You'll be allowed to remain here beyond this life. Our master will abandon you as he abandoned me. Now you killed my assassin. You stole my amulet. You destroyed my hideouts on your plane. You merely slowed the inevitable. Goodbye. 
and a piercing shriek echoes from the mirror. And now, a brief message from Leuven. Hi, I'm Leuven Cromdell. It goes without saying that I love partying and meeting new people. And, like most adventurers, I also have the good fortune of perfect health. But for the sake of those of us who are more vulnerable to COVID-19, I'm committing to social distancing as much as possible until this crisis has passed. I hope you'll join me and become my pen pal in the meantime. Just, you know, please don't lick the envelope. Thanks. Hey, this is Nick, the player for Leuven Cromdell. During these troubled times, we here at D&D Raw are keenly aware of the importance of entertainment media to help all of us get through. It is in this spirit that we're expanding the Nebersol network to include sending spells through electronic mail. Would you like to write a letter to Leuven? Well, now you can. Please address your letter to dm at dndraw.com, and Tony will make sure your message gets where it needs to go. Thank you. Sorry, I drop it. <laughs> Clatters to the ground. Did anybody else hear that? Yes. Everyone heard that. Okay. Who do we think that was? Tenebris. Was it Tenebris? Yeah, that was Tenebris. And he knows we're here. Okay. Also, he knows me personally. Not surprised. Okay. Uh, so we hurry, and then we bolt. Yeah, do you have the sense that I got what, what I needed? Yes. Okay. Can I make any check to determine if this is like a pre-recorded message? Quick Arcana check. Nine. 26. So this is called a message mirror. It is a pre-recorded message. Yes. And it is triggered if the person it is meant for looks in the mirror. So it's a good news, bad news thing. The good news is he doesn't necessarily know we are right here right now just because you heard the message. The bad news is that he thought, Akiva, that you would be coming here and picking up this mirror. Awesome. He knows me personally. That requires an alarming amount of foresight. Yes. But at least it doesn't mean he's standing on the other side of the mirror right now talking to us, so maybe we can get out. That loud shriek was very loud. That's why we're bailing. We got what we needed. As uh, you guys are heading to the door, Belinda, you get a sending message. Are you all right? What was that sound? We heard it all the way from here. Had a few deathlocks deal with us, but they've been taken care of. I have a couple hours left on the ritual. I will relay this to the party and say... They heard it, so that means everyone has heard it, so we definitely need to leave here right now. Yes, but they're not done with this stuff, so where do we go? I feel like the safest place is still probably with them. They're prepared to repel anyone that comes to attack them. We can assist in the effort. Assuming we can find our way back. We came here through a portal. Yeah, I vote we start heading back. I will say we got materials from the library, we found some important magic items, and we will... Attempt to return as soon as possible. We think our mission is done. Also, Tedebris knows we're here. This time you hear uh, Alina's Serpent Helm. Oh, that is not good news. I suggest you get back here quickly. We can better defend you here if you have what you require. Do you need us to come to you or any of us to? Yeah, I'll say, uh, nope. I think it's best if we just start heading back. We don't know how to get back because we traveled here through a portal, but we will try to use our best judgment to return by the time the ritual is complete so we can leave. So you guys exit out the door. And you hear a lot of footsteps coming your way. From where? In front of you, because that's all you can go. From where you are. Do you want to try your major illusion, Akiva? Would they just burn the room again? Well, I think it takes time. Okay. Yeah, everybody huddle around in the corner. We're, I'm just going to... A big stack of books. We're just a big stack of books. And we smell like books. So you're going to stay near that doorway? I think we should scurry away from the doorway and towards the opposite end of the room, but not directly toward to that door, since 
presumably that's where they're coming from. So you guys all duck into a corner. I would like stealth checks as Akiva. Makes you look like a stack of books on a bookshelf. 17. 22. 22. 19. And 18. You guys all huddle around. You see several Deathlocks, some Deathlock whites come through as they scurry past you. And a moment or two later, you see another Maoretsi and the Mastermind enter the library. From Amaran, like way back. He starts to look around the place. Akiva's here. Find him. The servant of Shadarai will not get away. He focuses for a moment and seems to cast a spell. My lord, they were in the library. He's standing, by the way, near the study and just seems to be like starting to direct some of the Deathlocks to go searching. Telepathically, do we just bolt? We can either bolt or we could surprise attack him. I'm in favor of bolting. I'm kind of in favor of bolting as well. As much as I enjoy killing these guys, um, we are a little bit outnumbered and outgunned, and I don't want to be trapped here. I got a gun, guys. It's fine. I mean, they already know we're here. She could gun while we run. I'm suggesting we run, and if necessary, we gun. Plus, if we detract attention away from the ritual, it gives them a better chance of succeeding. Well, we have been pretty distracting. Scriv, you hear heavy footsteps coming from the way you guys originally came into this room. Metal boots? Yep. Heavier than any footsteps you've heard so far. So we're waiting here, and I'm going to slip out the fragmentation grenade. So you have it in hand. I will call out the heavy footsteps. There's someone else coming down the hallway. It's bigger than anything we've seen. I'm worried. I have 10 charges on this thing, right, Tony, on the staff? Yes, you have 10 charges now. Oh, each death ward is five charges. I'll put a death ward on Scriv. Sorry, guys. Scriv, yeah. Makes sense. Okay, Scriv, you have a death ward on you. Okay. When you drop to zero, you turn to one instead. The first time. I can try to make one of them attack the other. I'm going to chug down a potion of necrotic resistance. It feels like now is the time. Okay, and I'll plan to use the broken will. Tony, can I use the scroll of protection from undead while I'm concentrating on something else, or...? It is non-concentration. It just lasts for five minutes. Okay. If you're doing the one for uh, protection against fiends, I'll do the one protection against undead. All right. Yeah, let's pop it. So creatures of that specific type cannot enter or affect anything within the cylinder unless basically you walk into their space, but they can overcome the barrier with a charisma check. Okay. Okay. Should I wait till the booted figure is... Well, is he with whoever it is? Are they within range of my telepathy? By about this point, you all can hear him. As... Walking between the bookshelves, you all see a towering 10-foot-tall figure wearing black half-plate wielding a massive skull and spinal column sword walking towards the mastermind. Should I do my thing? So you're going to target the mastermind? Yes, because I know they're not immune to charm. (laughs) And I'll do my psionic surge. So, Belinda, you focus your mind, and you feel the Deathlock mastermind, his defenses snap for a moment as Tenebris begins to walk up to him. And you notice as this is happening, Tenebris starts to pause because Tenebris's gaze is going from the mastermind kind of in general to look around the room like he knows something's wrong. As this is happening, in a flash of movement, 
you see Valen has already started dashing towards Nebris, yelling, run, as he strikes Tenebris once, leaping and kicking into its chest, and he turns and punches him. Tenebris hacks across his side in a very swift and decisive motion. You see blood splatter the ground as Valen takes a few steps back. And it's at this moment, suddenly, you hear a powerful feminine voice call out, Champion of Antara, it is not your time. You are needed elsewhere. Then there is a sudden flash of light where Valen is standing that temporarily blinds the creatures around him, and Valen is gone. Uh, book it. There seems to be surprise on everyone but Tenebris' face, who has gone from looking down at where Valen was to starting to look up towards the rest of you. And I'm going to use my ability to control the mastermind to, to move and attack Tenebris. Attack how quickly? Just a. I want him to use his most effective attack against Tenebris. Throwing a grenade. I'm going to reach out, touch Belinda, and I'm going to cast fly. Oh. I think it's time. I think I'm going to pull the gun out and try a pew pew. So, uh, Nissa, who are you shooting at? I might. He said there was a. Is it the white that's in the wave? Yes. I might aim for him then. So, this basically is all happening simultaneously. Belinda focuses her attention on the mastermind as Scriv pulls a pin and hurls it towards Tenebris. Nissa, noticing the path that you're all headed in, pulls a gun and fires at the white as Akiva places a hand on Belinda's shoulder and Belinda, your feet slightly lift off the ground. So, the mastermind fails to save as you burned your psionic focus to do this, mm-hmm. to give him disadvantage. As he casts Flame Strike onto Nebris. Scriv, go ahead and roll 5d6 for the grenade. 19. Uh, Nissa, make an attack roll with advantage against the Deathlock White. Uh, 21. That definitely hits. 21 damage total. And then you all start to run and go northwards towards the main entrance exit of the library. Yes. Overall, you guys are mostly staying together um, as you start to run. But initially, as the mastermind takes a step towards Tenebris, you see fire crash upon the demon lord as a grenade is tossed into the midst of that. Just as the smoke clears, a blast echoes out. You see small bits of the grenade just go across Tenebris's uh, body, the masterminds, the Mauretsis, all get like partially shredded and torn from the explosion. As you guys are running in the direction of the white, you hear an echoing blast as Nissa is pointing the gun at the white and tears through its shoulder as it kind of stumbles and clutches against one of the bookshelves, uh, bloodied from the attack as you quickly skirt around and start to dash towards the exit of the library. As you are running, Akiva, the sound is familiar to you, having cast Eldritch Blast many times, but you hear the four strikes, four castings of this spell, and just thudding sound from behind you. Doesn't seem like it's directed at you. Definitely seems like it might have been directed at the mastermind that just struck his master. Two birds, one stone, guys. What can I say? (laughs) You just hear the sound of heavy boots start to follow. Okay. So the mastermind got wrecked. You hear cries of, basically, My lord, my apologies, I don't know what came over me. Followed immediately by another sound of a blast. Scriv, you are going to go first. So as you are initially uh, running, 
you notice the white, like, as he's clinging to wall, kind of stumbles and falls in your way. I need you to make either an athletics or acrobatics check. My athletics is higher. 25. So as he's falling in uh, your way, you take your shield and shoulder check him and cause him to spin and fall to the side out of your path. And you are able to just continue your movement. As you are moving your way through, you notice a Deathlock and a Deathlock White start to turn in your direction. How close are they to each other? About 20, 30 feet apart. I will flourish my sword, stab it into the stonework beneath, and just shout, QUAKE! As you tap the stonework, this Deathlock starts to turn towards you, and as it's shifting its footing, the ground shakes beneath it, and it slips and falls prone to the ground. Thank you, bye. I would like to just keep an eye out for Nyssa. Just while I call out the prone white. Nissa, you are running past this white. I'll draw and stab. Okay. Make your attack roll with advantage. Uh, 23 to hit. And what is the total damage? 15 total damage to Necrotic. You watch as Nissa's moving past. Scriv had pointed out the injury to the white, and Nissa takes the dagger from her belt, stabs it into the gunshot wound, and tears across its form as it stops moving. All right, uh, I'm going to roll, run towards the door. Is anybody getting close to the door in terms of, like, not us? You see a Deathlock on the ground uh, after Scriv had done something with his blade. You see a Deathlock White that's standing, but you guys can easily get past him on your next turn. You do hear a couple other people somewhere up ahead. I'll go ahead and just run up the Deathlock White that's kind of up ahead. I'm going to toss Seldritch Blast at him. All right, make two attack rolls. Uh, 13 for the first one. 16 for the second one. Both hit. What's your damage? Total of 23 force damage. Okay, so uh, Akiva, as you are running past this prone deathlock, you see him draw his blade and release two Eldritch Blasts that slam into this white up ahead of you, Scriv, and you just obliterates it. Yes! You hear the sound of uh, footsteps around you. Um, You also hear various sounds of confusion and some people bumping into things. You do notice uh, one Deathlock White rounds a corner, though. It is now in front of you guys. He looks, though, that he had just got hit by something. You hear some heavy footfalls behind you that seem to hurry. But Belinda, it is your turn. You pass a dead White and the Deathlock that is prone on the ground. You see the Deathlock, like, kind of struggling to get up to take a swipe at you, but it's it's sad. Can I move straight forward or is my path being obstructed? Nope, you guys are curving around bookshelves. Your regular movement, you see that Deathlock White that was coming around the corner. You can get close enough that you also see another Deathlock uh, just around the bookshelves from there. And you know the entrance to the library is about 30 feet and then around a curve of another set of bookshelves. I can use my mind thrust ability on the, the White that we haven't, that's still ahead of the rest of the group. Okay. So that is a in save? Yes. DC 16. That is a fail. 16 points of damage. Belinda, you focus your thoughts on this one. And as it's kind of coming around the bookshelf uh, to look at Nissa, who's at the head of the party, it raises a hand up, twitches, and then collapse. I'm going to hand off the other grenade I had to Scriv. Scriv, as part of her movement, she kind of reaches down and you can grasp this grenade in your hand. Thank you. Yeah, the Marazzi doesn't have anywhere near enough movement to get up to you. So you just hear kind of this, <laughs> this hurried uh, slobbering almost creature try to catch up with you but it's not moving fast enough belinda you have the ward of protection against undead yes i do uh the deathlocks need to make checks to see if they can even target you you see uh 
one of the Deathlocks starts to raise its hand and kind of looks confused when it can't do anything. Uh, another one starts to round a corner from deeper in the library, but again, also cannot do anything. And the third Deathlock that had been knocked prone starts to get up and seems capable of firing an Eldritch Blast at you. That's unfortunate. You see him lift his hand, and the blast starts to form and explodes in his hand. That one. Oh. Yeah, he recoils from uh, the blast as this Eldritch energy just explodes in his hand. Scriv, there's currently one Deathlock that looks really confused as its hand that seems unable to target Belinda. I would like to shoulder check it into the wall as I did with the previous white. Uh, make an athletics check. 25. Uh, Scriv starts to run a little bit ahead of you, Belinda, as he, again, you see him lift his shield in preparation and shoulder checks one of these deathlocks that spins and falls to the ground. Uh, there's another one you notice off of the corner, but he would not be able to get you guys anytime soon if you just keep moving. I'm going to call out the one ahead to Akiva. Bonus action help. Okay. Nissa, I would like either an athletics or an acrobatics check from you. Ten. As you are rounding the corner, you saw that this Deathlock had been shoulder-checked by Scriv. The Deathlock, as it's trying to stay up, like, tries to cling to the bookshelf and just tosses a bunch of books, like, and they start to fall towards the ground. You bob and dodge and weave, and, like, one clips your shoulder a little bit and it just stings, but you're able to get through unimpeded. Ooh. Ooh. I would like to try and stab the Deathlock as I go past. Make your attack roll with advantage. Uh, 25 to hit. Total damage, 13. One necrotic. So you stab into his side and tear apart through his ribs. Still alive, but Akiva, as you are rounding the corner, you see the deathlock, but you also notice there are so many books and like stuff just scattered across the ground. I need to make an acrobatics check to kind of navigate around this without slipping and falling. 22. As Akiva rounds the corner, like... There is a book he's about to step on, but he quickly shifts his footing and steps between and dodges and weaves and kind of steps lightly and quickly over everything. Uh, you have an action and bonus action. Is the deathlock that's on the ground prone? Is he incapacitated? Is he gone or is he still like alive? He's still alive. I'm going to slash at him. 25 total. Does hit. Total of six damage. He is still alive. Um, you do still see a deathlock kind of slightly to the corner. Uh, but you are coming up to the edge of a bookcase, and you do know just around the corner of this bookshelf is about 30 feet to the exit. You do see as you are around a corner, one of the whites comes from the far western side of the library, and now has a visual on you, but is not close enough to do anything. You all hear heavy footsteps from behind you. Belinda, you can't see him this time, but you hear Tenebris getting closer. He is just booking it to you. So, Belinda... Since it's not normal for you to fly at this speed, as you are rounding a corner, uh, you realize you are getting very close to a corner of a bookshelf. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. 18. You quickly and sharply turn to the left to avoid getting clipped by the bookshelf. You are now technically ahead of everybody, slightly. There is the deathlock that is kind of blocking your way, sort of. This one guy is still sort of in our way. I am going to use the spear to cast command on the white that is obstructing our path. Wisdom save? Uh, yeah, DC 14 wisdom save. He might save. He did. So you command him to flee, but he seems unaffected. So Belinda, you know how you almost hit the corner of a bookshelf? Yes. You hear a heavy thud somewhere behind you guys. I'm okay with this. 
All right, now it's the various Deathlocks turn. As one that was still standing starts to try and chase after you guys, he also clips the corner of a bookshelf. Um, the one that was prone, though, is just going to get up and uh, see if he can target you guys. They both failed their charisma checks, so they can't target you. You see them start to try and target you, but their hands lower, like, seemingly by uh, not by their own choice. Scriv, you have this Deathlock White that is directly barring your path. I need you to make an athletics or an acrobatics check. Athletics check, same as before. 20. You shoulder check him out of your way, creating an opening. Uh, he doesn't fall prone, but he is pushed to the side, so the rest of you have a clear path. Coming through. He is taking a swipe at you as you move past those, Griff, and just misses completely. On your next turn, you will be out of the library, by the way. Awesome. Because you see the exit ahead of you. Uh, Nissa, you have this Deathlock White. I will attack him. 15 to hit. Total damage. Uh, 17 total, one point of necrotic. So Nissa, as you are running by, you hack at his leg, causing him to topple forward, spin the blade, and stab it into his skull and pull it out as the Deathlock White just falls to the ground. Yes. You can see the exit. I will bonus action dash, because I think I'd fallen a little behind, so. So you are at the exit right now. You see that directly beyond it is a hallway uh, that veers then off to the left a little, about 60 feet down. Akiva. If no one's impeding my progress, I know I'm currently the slowest mover right now, so I'm going to actually use my action to dash. So you are also by the entrance uh, with everybody. So the Deathlocks are going to try and get Overall, close to you guys, they are chasing. Uh, so you do see, as you guys are approaching the entrance, two of the Deathlocks are rounding the corners to just give chase to you, but it looks like they are full-on sprinting to catch up. You also, Belinda, still here. Tenebris making very heavy footsteps to chase after you. I think I'm best off leaving. There's no one to attack or anything, right? So I would like to get through the door. You are now slightly ahead of the party. You see the hallway that extends about 60 feet beyond and veers off to the left. So we don't know what's down here. Nope. I dashed twice. That was. Oh, if you dash, you can get all the way to the end of the hallway. <gasps> oh, I want to know what's at the end of the hallway and see what our options are. Okay. As you get to the end of the hallway, you see it continues on to the left a little ways. And you notice a door uh, at the end of the hallway, but it also opens up to a much larger chamber to your right. Chamber to my right, door to my left. Chamber to your right, door to your left. I'm going to go ahead and activate my... Uh Precognitive hunch. Okay. So you get a D4 added to attack roll, saving throws, or ability checks. For the next minute? Yes. The Deathlocks can see you guys, and Belinda is ahead. So it is going to make an attack roll, one against you, Akiva, and one against... It's going to make an attack against Grove then. So, Akiva, you take six points of force damage, and Scrave, you take five, as... Each of them raises a hand and fires an Eldritch Blast, uh, one hitting you, Akiva, and one hitting you, Scriv. I would like to roll the grenade at the feet of the Deathlocks behind me. So they both fail their saves, so go ahead and roll 5d6 damage against the two Deathlocks there. 17 damage. Scriv, you pull the pin and toss it behind you at the Deathlocks. The blast goes off as shrapnel shreds both of their forms and they collapse to the ground. I'm going to run to catch up to Belinda. From the explosion that echoes out, things start to fall and collapse all over the place. Nissa, it takes all of your movement just to get through the initial uh, bit. So you are starting to fall behind people a little bit. Uh, you do have action and bonus action, though. 
I've fallen quite far behind everybody else. With that, you're 50 feet behind Belinda. I'll dash. Okay, so everybody else is through the door. I'm going to run through the door, and can I try to close them? You uh, start to move. You don't lose any movement for this, but you go to grip the door and pull, and it like does about an inch close, but not enough to seal. Akiva, you see rounding that last corner, still giving chase to you guys, Tenebris. Uh, it does take all of his movement as he gets up to the doorway. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at RulesAsWritten or check out our website, dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to the DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also, subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. And please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. And remember, always make good decisions. Music